Welcome to the bonus podcast for episode 449 of Conversation Street. Woo! And this is the nominations for the Conversation Street Awards 2020. How Yay! exciting. This has, been, this has been a long time coming. Usually we um, do these, I think it's like at the end of the first week of December, these get announced. Yes. But we had to put it off this year because we wondered whether there was going to be anything happening in the anniversary week that would make a nomination. And... Well, whether there is or not, we'll have to wait and see to find out whether it was worth holding out for this long. But it does also mean that you've got to get your votes in quick. Yeah. Um, As we're recording this on Saturday afternoon, the um, votes, the the poll is still not live. But I guess once this gets posted, um, I'll advertise it all over Twitter and Facebook and Instagram and everywhere. I I can't tell you the address um, via the medium of podcasting. But if you follow us anywhere, you will surely find where to click and vote. And um, yeah, get in there and do it because you've probably only got about a week maybe yep. to get your vote in. So well, I really hope that the people that are listening to this two weeks behind um, have already voted and found out about it somewhere else. By, by other but means. But this is why the bonus episode is good because you can listen to it. You don't have to wait two weeks. That's very true, actually. Our Canadian yep. listeners might be watching and listening listen. to this. Although, 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 they haven't had the anniversary week yet in Canada, can have they? get on with it? We got yeah. The we're already recording is, late. The dice. Conversa- the conversation street no. awards are the ones that everybody wants to get. I know they did give out what BAFTAs or whatever, and inside soap awards, or all that crap. But these are the ones that we vote for. These so are yeah. These, these are the ones that you're that the, the the stars are yearning. They're like I, to have on their mantelpiece. I don't care what happens in twenty twenty. I could I could die of the plague for all I care as long as I get. Least a nomination. You're not. You're not nominated this year. No, that's what I would say oh. if I was a celebrity. <laughs> yes, and um, yeah. Not only um, what we are, we are. I don't know what I'm saying. These are the really for, for the fans, by the fans, blah blah blah. But as always, yeah. um, we count for one third of the vote. Me and you, don't we? So combined. and then listeners, yes. Combined, I we have one third of the vote, and then two thirds of the vote is made up by the listeners. Be more. I want more. But say. But we don't look at any of your votes before yeah, we, we vote ourselves. Yeah, we also don't look at each other's either. Nope. nope. Which I don't think is fair either, because I would like to do a bit of tactical voting. We have done no. that in the past, but for a good few years now, we've done it completely blind. It's so I can wash my gone. hands of it completely. I think that's the, that's a good reason. It's a good technique. It's not my fault that bloody Sam didn't win. Best boy genius. Shall we start yeah. <laughs> off with well, with the A-Up Award, which is what we call the award for the best newcomer. And uh, there haven't been loads of new characters this week, on, uh, this, week <laughs> this year on Coronation I Street. I wonder why. Probably for COVID reasons, I guess. But um, yeah, but uh, there, we, are, there we've aren't still managed usually, to, honestly, there aren't usually tons anyway. There aren't usually tons. And but these I think are usually all by, significant characters. They're significant-ish, I would say, I for would some say. of these. Um, so our nominations for the A-Up Award are Arthur Medwin, who is obviously Evelyn's Evelyn bloke. Well, she, he was. He's kind of bogged off to his wife now for a bit, hasn't he? Until she you know, pegs not. it and then yeah. maybe comes back. Nikki Wheatley, 
the sex worker. Yes. Um, I see I got it right for the well awards, done, Gemma. Yeah. Scott Emberton, also no longer in the programme. I mean, we're saying this about all three of these characters so far that we've nominated. None of them are in the programme so far, but they had a good good stint earlier this year. Sam Blakeman, who is indeed still very much in the programme. Nick's newly Lacocious discovered child. son. And George Shuttleworth, who um, we know has definitely got a year contract because he appeared on the... Um, special 60th anniversary pictures which they only put up for the people who are officially regular we haven't seen a lot of him yet but we're kind of getting to know him so it might be something that you might want to vote for so um any any not that we want to sway things or anything Gemma. but how how are you thinking for this one not necessarily about who you're going to vote for but what do you think people's chances might be there's a pretty good range here i think there's a few good favorites but you know these are all fairly interesting characters, I think. Even if you didn't like them, I think that they brought interesting storylines with them. What do you think? Uh, I'm thinking you should get off the fence, Gemma, and tell us what you think. What are you talking about? I, I think, I think it's a shame. You told me to talk about it, but not give away who I'm voting for. No, I'm not. You I'm told so- me I was on the fence. No, no. I'm quitting I'm so- the podcast. No, I'm saying what you think people might vote for. And this I've got other this stuff is what to you- do. I want to play The Witcher 3. I haven't played it for a whole week. I think that it's a shame that George Shuttleworth hasn't been in the show at the moment, because... Um, Are you going to get this award ne- nomination He's not going to be able to go up for it so, next year so there's so I mean yeah it's been a, it's been a few really months but, no but the, the actor is popular from um, in being a Benidorm isn't he so people who liked him in that may well vote for him um, just because you know they, they like the guy but yeah still waiting for his first storyline well, I hope that same logic would apply if we would start another podcast <laughs> oh dear um, what do you mean nothing Sam what do you mean I don't if we know. started another podcast I would hope they'd go oh that must be good because oh, I like yeah. the one they're doing I thought that you were saying you're going to split away from me and start your own rival Coronation Street podcast on your own <laughs> people would drop me what the, I'd be like I don't know what I don't know what's happening I wasn't watching it <laughs> can somebody help me please um, I think Sam Blakeman's obviously gone down very well with a lot of viewers um, so only he, he made I, I very reckon... sparing appearances but when he did it was like blimmin one of those adopted dog adverts wasn't it I think out of all the characters that are on this list for us he was the one that made the immediate impact wasn't he doesn't necessarily mean he's the one that's kept that and maybe we want to be maybe we want to vote for someone who's been in it a a bit more maybe we don't I would like him to draw me a picture of a train um, sorry he only does spaceships Oh, um, and then uh, an Arthur uh, played by Paul Copley is it oh, I, like I, re- I really did like him it wasn't in it much and obviously with, with Covid See, he was off the screen for quite a long time now, the blossoming romance between Evelyn and Arthur had to be cut short now I get why you were saying about oh well the actor who plays George uh, is popular with Benidorm because I was thinking oh, well he, you know so what but actually the reason I kind of like Arthur so much is because he was in Downton Abbey well, there and you so go. He, when he appeared, he already had a big, like, boost of goodwill from me, you know? Mm, mm. Um, uh, Scott and Nikki. I mean, Scott had the big story with uh, with Jenny and Johnny. Again, slightly impacted by COVID there. It depends on what you're voting for. Are you voting for something? Um, are you voting for the person that you like the most? Or are you voting for the person who had the most impact on the street? You, you go whatever you, you want. You can do what you like, but, yeah. you know. Yeah, absolutely. Um, okay, so, uh, and uh, yeah, Nikki Wheatley, uh, played by Kimberly Hart Simpson. Um, beloved by many Coronation Street fans and um, Daniel and yeah Daniel indeed right so let's move on to the next award oh hang on oh Oh, no oh man I've just tried to go on to the next award my laptop has disconnected from the internet so I can't actually do that 
Um, let's just see. Is it going to let me reconnect this quickly? Or am I going to have to pause Michael the recording? I just wants to move house because we've got bad internet. I'll tell you what, when we, are, when we move house, we are not having Virgin Media. And I've been wanting to get away from Virgin Media for a long time because they're Before we had rubbish. Virgin Media, all I ever heard out of you was how great Virgin Media I was know. going to be. I and know. then we get it and all you've done since is complain. So it tells me grass is always greener. I think as we get rid of Virgin Media, the alternatives might be even worse. Well, I think we just need to go back to BT. We'll see. I'm I think go- we need the way the internet works here. It'd be faster to just phone somebody up and right. ask them. I am pausing the recording because I can't even get this to work at the moment. So when you hear me again, I'll have the internet again. Or I'll find another alternative. I'll be right back. Okay, I'm back. We we got internet, everybody. Gemma saved the day with the mobile. So Tavara reward is next. This is our best exit. Um, There was was a shame because there were some good exits this year. We had to cut out a few that we wanted to, that we maybe would have uh, chosen. Gemma, do you want to announce, do you want to announce who our nominees for the best exit are? have left some people off that you really wanted us to put on here. Well, there were a couple that that could have maybe been um, eligible for it, but they weren't actually 2020 exits. They were late 2019 exits and that's Derek who fell off the Helter Skelter um, and oh, actually no, we have got Robert as our first nominee. Yeah, actually. because normally we allow name. them. We yeah, allow because them. If they didn't get into last time. So sorry, yeah. Derek, you haven't quite made the well, cut. Well, there's other but people. Robert has. So and Robert's exit was I thought was quite cool, where he got shot through the rover's um, door, didn't they? The the gun goes off, and then you cut to outside, and he's collapsed out on the pavement, bleeding out. And Aggie comes and doesn't save him, but she gets a gold star for it. The most tragic thing about that is that now Bet's got to do a word search to be able to get some to, the blood. to sort out the bullet hole. <laughs> Who else have we got, Gemma? Ali Neeson. Ali Neeson. Dr. Ali. That, when I was look, do, looking over, you know, everything that happened this year, it really surprised me that Dr. Ali was actually this year. It feels like he's been completely wiped out of Coronation Street and erased and forgotten about. Am I the only one that, that feels that way? What, what do you reckon? Does he feel like he's went this year Dr. to you? Dr. Ali what? Who? Ali Neeson. You know, Alex. Exactly, that's my name. joke. I know. Does it, does it feel like this year to you? Or is it, is it just me? I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't remember him. So really. he, he was having his drug problems, wasn't he? And then he ends up kidnapping Maria, driving so around Weatherfield for a bit. Yeah, and that was back in, I don't know, April, May time. What? Drove her around um, Weatherfield, comes back, gets into a fight with Gary, um, gets carted off and then last thing we hear about him is that he's in prison so he had quite a quite an exciting exit actually how eventful I know Oliver Battersby you might have followed his story yeah they mentioned it in passing a few times so maybe you missed it but he had a horribly tragic demise in hospital of mitochondrial disease far before his time Poor Leanne, absolutely devastated is it your best exit I don't know because we also have the same, well, not the same month, was it? Yeah. Jeff Metcalf, the oh. death of the evil... Oh, no, it, was, yeah, no, it wasn't the same month, was it? it was about the death of the later. evil man. Right, so with, with Ollie, we had him dying there in his, in his hospital bed. We didn't actually see the death, but I suppose if you're voting you for Ollie really being the best death, then you're kind of voting for the story. It's the best and, exit, uh, not the best death. Yeah, sorry, the best exit. You're voting for the story, you're voting for all the characters involved, you're voting for Jane Danson's you performance. You don't need to see the light leave their the eyes to be able to story. vote for best exit for them. No, but with Jeff Metcalf, that was more of a spectacular death. Yeah, and If we didn't, we, we didn't roof. include Derek for falling off a helter-skelter, but if you like a good tumble to your death, 
then Jeff falling off um, the roof of number six might just tickle your fancy. Yep. And I'm sure lots of people are happy to see the back of him too. The final nominee... And, and there's the chickens as well, wasn't there? Speaking of who were pecking at Jeff as he lay there on the grass. Yeah. Sorry, I interrupted you again. I'm so excited to do the awards. We'll do this one then. The final nominee, speaking of the chickens, is one. <laughs> it's Charlotte Bronte. And this one may be <laughs> one, if a bit wins, of a contentious I'll feel bad, but um, it, it nominee. had to be nominated because this was probably... Is this the most shocking exit for any Coronation Street? Well, I can't think of any other character in the past who has been eaten no, as part either. of their exit. Cooked and eaten. <laughs> <laughs> and spat out onto a plate. We were wrestling with, do we include this? Because there was also Eccles a possibility as well. We could That's have had funny. two animals here. But actually, for the sheer shock value of Jeff going to the chicken coop, and we didn't know that it was going to happen. Um, going Eccles' there, death wasn't as memeable. No. <laughs> the, the, the flurry of feathers and then feeding <laughs> her to Yasmin and seeing her spit her out oh. with a load of broccoli onto her plate. Oh. And that, that was a fantastic like, scene. And we were just watching this guy. I can't oh, believe they're actually God. doing this. Brilliant. Absolutely fantastic. I mean, you might think it's uh, silly. I, I think some people might vote for it because it's silly. Some people of will course. say that shouldn't be even be a nominee yeah. because it's well, silly. If we, but... if we were... Um, if we didn't have listeners who were saying all those things at the same time, then what the hell have we been doing all this all this time? I think we're going to have some listeners who think it's amazing that Charlotte Bronte has got a nomination. I think so as the well. Best clucking exit. So if that is you, then you go ahead and vote for Clucking her. If you think that she was better than Robert, Ali, Ollie, and Jack, I have to say it's some really, really stiff competition. I, I really wouldn't. I don't know who to vote for. <laughs> it's stiff competition. A bit of a pun there on the fact that most of these did die. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, not a bad year for deaths, really. Yeah, is it, all on of them are dead Street? apart from Ali. Ali, you might as well be because we've forgotten about him. It's dead to me. <laughs> um, next award, we have got the Flaming Nora Award, which is our tongue in cheek. This is our like award. How do we differentiate our from all awards? other soap award ceremonies? Stereotype people according to the colour of their hair. Well, Coronation Street has got a. A, a long history of red-headed characters. You always say this. I've, I'm well, pretty sure true. every single year, I'm pretty sure you preface this with the exact same words, Coronation Street has a history of red-haired characters. I'm just saying it might be more difficult in other soaps to be able to have such an award. I think it's fair to say Coronation Street has um, a ginge fling. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we have got Jenny Connor, of course, landlady of the Rovers Return, as yeah. our first nominee here. And she's been she's been a bit quiet on the story side, but she was caught up in everything with Johnny oh, yeah. and Scott. She's had lots of crying scenes. She's had yeah. lots of drunk scenes. She's yeah. had lots of stern scenes. Um, she's been a winner for quite a few years now already on the She's a bit of a uh, fan favourite, Can she, she retain her crown? Um, Fizz Stape is also... Now, she used to win it quite a few times back in the early days of the Conversation Street Awards. I'm sure that Fizz won it maybe the, for the first two years but the character's been a bit quiet in recent years still but on the be- back burner a little she bit she has a little bit but fair. at the beginning of this year she was in kind of one of the biggest stories and again that might be one that people have forgotten about all the jade drama oh, Fizz yeah. whacking jade with a chopping yeah. board um, that's such a red-headed thing to do I know so fiery yeah so if that has stuck in your memory and you like a bit of Fizz what's she called cool. Fizz bomb that's right then you might want to vote for Jen McAlpine's character as your Flaming Nora nominee. Um, Craig Tinker, PC Tinker. Um, now, not not a special police officer anymore. He's an actual real one. <laughs> um, and he's been saving the day. Caught in Faye. 
Yeah. Trying to stand up to Ray. Oh, it all rhymes. Caught in the caught in face, saving the day, standing up to Ray. Yeah. Well, is he a winner today? I don't know. Vote for Craig. <laughs> I know he's a very very much loved character from from some listeners. Um, so you might want to vote for him. Or Does he get what? the award for getting in shape? Yes. Because he's been. been had a, a bit of a project this year, has old Colson. If he wins this award, he can use it as like a pair of dumbbells or something. Okay, I'm just imagining one. that. I'm just imagining that there's all. He, he might get another award. I don't know. Um, just to let everybody know, in case it wasn't clear, the, there these isn't aren't actually an award. We, I mean, next year, Gemma is our tenth conversations to award. So we've got well, to do something special for that. Patreon, maybe we can make those little useless trophies. That we can people... get a three D printed one. No, we could we could give out those like glass plaque ones. People would love it. I mean, I thought that's what Adam got hit over the head with. I did look like it, didn't it? I yeah. don't know. Um, and uh, Chesney Brown is our fifth nominee in this category. Um, Scraping the bottom of the barrel. That he's had a lot to do. You may not be a big Chesney fan, <laughs> but uh, he has he has had a big part to play in this year's Cor- Coronation Street. What's Him he and done? Gemma. He's been a dad. Was that the, this the, year? The, well, he's, he's well. It wasn't. It wasn't this no, year that Gemma gave birth. But he's been he's been standing up to fresh coes, hasn't he? He's been he's been saving people from fiery infernos. I just in want to say five. that I he's have been, to say I want I I am happy. The boy for fresh I don't go. care what else happens. I am happy there's a pandemic this year because it means there's no bloody quads in the show. There's still the sound of them, unfortunately. Um, we have got Gary Windass as our Children fifth should be nominee heard and for not this. Seen, that's why I say Gary Windass, <laughs> evil Gary Windass. Evil, um, I love him. He's not done, you know, lots he's of evil things evil. this he's year. Rubbish. He's been mostly trying to cover up for his evilness, hasn't he? Yeah. Um, he's still, uh, as as of the time of recording, um, you know, hanging on by the edge of his seat to um, the whole Rick being buried in the woods thing. What will happen? Um, but it feels like there's going to be something flaring up quite soon there, what with Sarah dobbing him in on Wednesday's episode. But yeah, he's been a, a continued presence of menace Next. throughout the year. So next those awards. are our Fame and Nora nominees. Gemma is ready to move on, so let's move on. Gemma, who have we got next? What is our next category? Wrong in Awards. Favourite of Yay. Gemma. Yay! We've had so many good villains. I'll tell you what, it's been a bumper good year for villains, I think. We've got some really good ones. You're, usually there's like one or two... And then the rest are just like, oh, they just pointed their finger at Rita once in a menacing way. Here we go. We've got Gary Windass, who has Lone Shark, Murderer, um, Breaking Maria's Heart, uh, no end to his evil crimes. Um, (laughs) Getting hit by a car. Overcharging people for bits of wicker furniture that you've got out of a skip. I don't know how villainous he's really been this year. No. He's just been shady, hasn't he? He's just, bit, he's just not a 100% good at two-shoes like normal. Jeff Metcalf. Now, he's a proper evil, isn't he? He's... I, I, I've got a feeling that Jeff might win this one. Again, I don't want to sway the vote or anything here, but if you think back on you know 2020 and the big stories and the biggest characters, Jeff Metcalf's name is going to come to people's minds pretty quickly. I think yep. it's going to be some tough competition to beat Jeff, but you never know. Ray Crosby was the um, also a huge villain when it came to the 60th anniversary episode, so he's um, he's a nominee as well. And good for him. I was expecting a year ago that he'd be, you know, flashing the pan. I wasn't expecting him to still be around at this point of the year at all. I, rec- I thought he was going to take over the bistro for a bit we found out around Christmas New Year time I thought that you know within months he'd be away but they've actually developed him as a character quite nicely um, and whereas a year ago I wasn't fussed one way or another on him um, I kind of I've got to know him now and I, I think he's um, 
yeah, suitably, charmingly, menacingly nasty to deserve a nominee this year. Nomination. Boo. Next. Who did you just talk about? Ray. Ray. <laughs> I'm falling asleep. Come on, Gemma. Debbie I'll Webster. make you more coffee later. She's so pretty. She's got nice scarves. But don't trust her because she's uh, wronging. Is she, though? Um, she says she's, she's trying not. to redeem she herself. She keeps saying she's not, but that's exactly what you would say, wouldn't it? I thought that the twist of her being a villain was mighty fine this I year. I thought she the came... biggest twist was that she wasn't Roxy. Yeah, that what that was. It was we thought that she was Roxy. Yeah, but... I like I like this. She's secretly pretending to be made redundant while she wheels and deals on her laptop and buys overpriced Costa. She is she's backpedaling a little bit now and trying to you know not knock down quite so many buildings as before. But she's a wrong one. Down, I say, get rid of all. If of them. she wasn't a wrong one, she would have told Kevin straight away. Well, yeah. Then finally, Jade Rowan, who is the stupid child of John Stoke. Why is she stupid? Well, no, the, the idea that she's she's, she's his oh kid, yeah, that retconny thing, retcon. Didn't but like that. but still, Jade was fun. I th- I thought she was really trying to kidnap children. Oh yeah, I mean uh, earlier this year, I can't remember where we were left a year ago, um, but obviously she revealed herself to be uh, Hope's sister in twenty twenty when. Um, Hope was taken away from Fizz and Tyrone and then, uh, and then wasn't it, the social services said, oh, we found somebody, we found another relative that can look after your daughter and then they go to the social services office or whatever it is and then Jade spins around in the chair like, it's me! <laughs> yeah, so um, she, I, I felt that she had a bit of a damp squib of an exit which is why we've not included her in the best exit where Hope just decides that she doesn't like her because it's I can't even difficult. remember why now. And then Jade just skulks off. And at the time, I thought, oh, that that's surely not the last we've seen of Jade. She wouldn't disappear so easily. But I don't know. Yeah, you were really convinced that she'd be back I any was convinced minute. that Jade would come back. But I guess there's still chance for 2021. But who knows? Well, she's got, she's got a, yeah, potential still. Yes. Well, anyway, there's our five villainous picks for Wrong and Award. Um, it's down to you to make the decision. Next up, we have got the Our Kid Award, <laughs> which is our award for the best child actor, child, well, no, child character, I suppose, well, young character. It's for people aged under... What did you put the cut on? I didn't really this year. What? You, I, I can't remember what I've done in the past. I think usually like what I've had when the actor turns 18, they're not eligible anymore, but I've not gone with that this year because it seems like half of the child cast are played by people over 18 these days well also who can how can you trust their ages what how can you trust what they say when they say how old they are uh i just do we have Um, got the thing that you know do you remember when bethany the actress who played bethany got fired because she was lying about her age yes i can't believe they did that to her now thinking about annie walker and how um what's her name Doris Speed. Doris Speed lied so much about how old she was. Just that she it Boris was Speed. already retired when she started working there. <laughs> I love that about. I love that they could have they could have carried on the tradition of people just fibbing about how old they are. And I also want to say, if you can if you can convince somebody that you're ten years younger than you really are, you should be able to get away with it. <laughs> Asha Allahan is our first nominee on this uh, on this award. She's had some big stories, or well, a big story, I suppose, this year, where she got her kit off in front of the cameras More and then got spread all else. over the internet. Um, oh, who plays Asha? Tanisha Gorey. Tanisha Gorey has stepped up to the plate in recent times and really proven herself. They they um 
they put their trust in her and she delivered spectacularly for a character that previously had been fairly unconvincing as to whether you know the actress could do very much at all and I'm being very honest here because it was difficult to tell with the with the twins they never got given anything to do so no. you couldn't tell uh, uh, you know are they good or not they they were perfectly serviceable in what they were given they did everything decent there was nothing wrong with their their performances that but um Tanisha Gorey knocked it out of the park I'm so Yeah I mean it's starting in 2019 well she when she had the skin lightening storyline and then really continued this year with the fantastic with, what, what what's the issue spreading naked pictures I'm sure there's a... Corey is the bloody issue. Um, and uh, th- this is obviously something that's still going to be running next year. Um, we've also got Amy Barlow. Um, what did, what's Amy done this year? Don't know, but she's... she's we cool. love Amy. So she, she, it wasn't this year that she got pregnant, was it? She's, she's been a, a hanger-onger, hanger-onger to the Asher story. And, um, you've, got, you've got to have Amy and, Barlow Well, I guess, I guess as well, she's, she's been on the, uh, in the Ollie story as well, looking sad about her poor dying brother. Hope Stape. Um, particularly at the beginning of the year, she was um, definitely the main child character with the Jade story. Sam Blakeman, new entry, is going to go straight to I the top. I think that the trouble is you've got teens and kids in the same category. And um, the teens have got more interesting stories, but the cute factor cannot be underestimated. Oh, I know. Sam is adorable. Um, I don't know. if If I were to have a child... And it was like Sam. I don't know that I would regret my decision because <laughs> he could probably you probably send him down the shops. Yeah. Now, like you said, though, the, the, that's what I really as, I'm really looking for in a child as a particularly young character um, and and somebody who hasn't appeared in very many episodes has only been in the show for a few yeah. months. We haven't seen a lot of him, so that may make it difficult for some people to vote for him. Well, if they're being the fair, I think so. But if they're voting with their heart, I think they'll be like, "But he's so cute, and he likes space." And finally, we've got Adi Alahan, who was recast this year yes. um, by um, Adam Hussein. And what a fantastic job he's done. Yes. Don't usually like recasts. Although, I mean, often I'm proven wrong because I'm, I'm definitely liking Todd more than now than I ever thought I would. Jury's still out on the new summer because we've barely seen her. But Adi oh, yeah. Alahan, um, I, I think that, that Adam has done a brilliant job of reinventing that character. Because like you were saying earlier about the Alahan twins... Didn't, non-entities to yeah basically um, and he, he still hasn't had a story of his own particularly he's been you know the brother of Asher in the yeah, Asher storyline but he, he stood up for his sister he had that fight uh, they've at, done a lot of work the community gardens with the Allahans to properly establish them as a family because due to Mary's role as the as like the babysitter they weren't really a very strong cohesive unit <clears throat> But watching Dev struggle and try to sort of navigate this relationship that's constantly evolving with his children as they grow older and he struggles to understand technology and its impact on their lives. I just really think they've they've got some great, they've put some great scenes in and both Adi and Asha have been very interesting to watch this year. Yeah, I, I honestly, I think that this is one of our strongest ever years for the our kids. I nominations we've got think, some really good young yeah, characters I wouldn't be surprised if that that was one of their like sort of behind the scenes focuses to sort of go we have to make sure that we're breeding the new ones yeah the next the new generation ones sorted out what have we got next 
the Right Laugh Award for the funniest character. We all and need a right laugh in 2020. As always, Coronation Street's got some really great comic performers and great script writers that can really capture some very funny moments and just one-liners as well. Um, I think probably the most significant new addition to the the standard lineup is Shona. Yeah. Shona now is it this is the this is the controversial thing. Shona is only like this because she's got brain damage. Is it making fun of somebody who with mental illness? I don't know, but it's still It's quite a difficult amusing. one, but Coronation Street clearly are playing her condition for laughs in many ways. And um a lot of the stuff that, that Julia Goulding has been given to do has been pretty funny she's so flippant and great and uh i'm no filter shona i don't yeah i'm I'm going back and forth with whether i whether i'm enjoying it or not sometimes i'm sick of it sometimes i love it i i never i was never a massive fan of shona as you know yeah whereas i was that old shona's never coming back this is shona now Mm. so um yeah I, i i i like her i think we have to perhaps not be so pc and worry about you know, because we can have an issue storyline and we can have a comic storyline, and they don't always. Not everything has to be super serious and stuff. Yeah, I don't yeah. know how many people are going to be watching it upset because they got shot in a box at Christmas and now <laughs> they can't remember what a lion looks like. We've also got David Platt, husband of Shona, as a as a nominee in this category. It's, He's it's always like a very, a very different type of humour, very dry, very sarcastic, Deadpan. but always, yeah, exactly, but always um, able to lift a scene with one of his cutting remarks, usually at the expense of Gail, but, you know, any family any, member basically could be a potential victim. victim for David. Evelyn Plummer, again, Maureen Lippmann. Wow, well, isn't she fantastic in that role? Again, all, all year, wh- whatever she's given to do, she's brilliant. And one of the things that stands out to me is the Dr. Gadass scene way back in January, I'm going to say, when she goes to the medical uh, centre trying to find... Um, what was she? I can't even remember what she was there now for. Was she going to... Was it Jade was at the medical centre, maybe? And she, but whatever it was, I think it was that. Um, Evelyn goes in and wants to speak to Dr Gaddas and then just yeah, shouts, Gaddas, Gaddas, Gaddas. And that was the last time we saw Moira on gonna, the street as well. Unfortunately, we haven't seen a lot of Evelyn this year. No, she did have a bit of time off. Yeah. But um, with the what stuff that she's do? been doing with um, with Arthur has been, has been great. I love her. Emma Brooker is one of the sweetest characters that's been around for a long time funny and sweet a bit like Raquel mm-hmm. bit simple bit naive but very precious also had a fair share of tragedy I know that's the trouble this year. this year they've really pushed the um the the boundaries of um her as a as a serious character because she's had she killed Eccles can't she did, it. yeah. She was well, she was there. Murdered her with her bare hands. <sighs> Don't think that's quite how it happened. But... Fought over a um, an Eccles cake, which is ironic. And then there's obviously the Ollie stuff as well. Yeah. But she's still been given plenty of funny stuff to do. Things like a sponsored silence, for example. One of the things that she can do is a funny a scene where she's funny, but also a bit tragic at the same time mm. she's really really good at that remember, oh when she, when she got arrested as well a few months ago that was tragic wasn't it what for money laundering for, for yeah for uh, getting the money off of Scott um, that was weird and finally we've got Jenny Connor always good for a laugh 
Usually when she's had a little bit to drink, to be fair. But um, yeah, obviously, Sally Ann Matthews is a great comic actress. Very accomplished in all all manner of of acting, acting things, whether it's serious <laughs> or funny. She's yes. really good. Yeah, let's hope that 2021 can be the year. Stuff this year. That has, that has been for her, but yeah, yeah ho- I'm hoping that 2021, now that Daisy's on the scene, could be a, what is she the rise like, of that, Jenny. That Daisy, what's she like? She's like a big old flirty minx. Yeah. Next up, we have got the Bayek Award, which I've we've changed the name of this award. Well, no, we've we've changed the sub name of this award this year. It's always Bayek. Usually, it's most shocking moment, but I, it's never really been that. It's more been the surprise twist because what I like about Coronation Street when it does it, and it's not very often that this happens, is when surprises are dropped on us that haven't been publicised beforehand. And as you know, we don't listen to spoilers or read spoilers anyway, although some still filter their way through to us. But every now and again, Coronation Street likes to drop a massive twist on the viewers that nobody was seeing coming. And that's so, what this award is supposed yeah. to be celebrating. Yeah, which so, is why... don't, so if there's stuff, yeah, if there's stuff on here that... It's stuff that's missing. Yeah, you think that was shocking. It's, it could well be that it was publicised beforehand. For example... You've got to imagine the difference between somebody going, I'm going to slap you and slapping you. Quite shocking. Or just slapping you. Out of nowhere. nowhere. That's more shocking, isn't it? Yeah. So it's only the top... I'm, I'm on my guard now here, yeah. Gemma. <laughs> it's only the top five most shocking moments. So although there have been other shocks... They were too. They were telegraphed in advance too far. So so, yes. so for example, um, the bit where Yasmin um, stabs Jeff with a wine bottle. That was. It was pretty publicised beforehand that there was going to be a confrontation in the kitchen. Now I don't know exactly the extent that we knew what was going to happen because again I tried to avoid it beforehand. But I don't think that there were a lot of view. There were a lot of viewers who were waiting for the build-up of this kitchen scene. So as much as that was a shocking moment, it wasn't particularly a twist. So it's not included this year. What we do have, though, is Ray being the one behind David's sinkhole. Mm -hmm. We knew that there was a sinkhole coming. That was publicised beforehand. Made a big fanfare about that. I don't know what's happened with that now. But I think the fact that Ray was behind it was um, a a lovely little twist that people might not have seen coming. Um, Also, around the same time, the shock that... Nick had a secret son. Some people had guessed this, but it doesn't take away from the fact that Coronation Street wanted to surprise us with it when it was broadcast that evening. So all of this time, he's had little Sam that we didn't know anything about. And uh, the revelation of that from Natasha at the hospital certainly made... Must have made some people's jaw drops who were jaws at drop who didn't expect to see it coming. Um, something that was particularly memorable for me this year that I definitely, definitely hadn't predicted was the moment when Michael finds out that not only is he not Tiana's father, but Grace isn't her mother. That was the best bit. That was so... Sh- that was like, yeah, okay, we kind of guessed. What? Hang yeah. on a minute. We She's thought we knew what was happening Mom. there and they pulled the rug right from under us. This was such it, a great... This it, is the trouble. Coronation Street is often up against... People like us who theorise about things and try to guess guess twists and, like, come up with so many different ideas that one of them is surely going to be mm. the, uh, the right answer. And I think somebody did guess this. Yeah, this is the thing. Somebody had guessed this. And they even tweeted to us, like, a month or two beforehand. And I'd fortunately forgotten about it by the time it was actually revealed on Coronation Street. But, this yeah, is the, the we, our, our jaws were dropped. It is fun to speculate, but you can sometimes... 
ruin it for Spoil yourself. Spoil it for yourself guessing. and you think, oh, I that. ruined it. No, that was a really great guess. That person who guessed that, well done. Yes. But that, what a great twist. The, the story hasn't particularly gone, gone very anywhere. far since then. But um, that, that was a brilliant moment there. As was Jeff falling to his death. I think people... People well, we saw the rooftop pictures yeah. beforehand, and and I think when I saw those, I thought, well, I bet Jeff's going to fall off. So again, I, I predicted that that might happen. So it wasn't as shocking for me when it did, but um, you know, people were. Is I, it really a prediction when you see a character on a roof and you say that character's going to fall off the roof? Yeah, th- this is a big anniversary episode. He's a big villain. I wonder uh, if he's going to get beamed away by his people who'll take him off in a spaceship. <laughs> um, so, but I think people might want to vote for this one just because of how pleased they were to see Jeff meet his grisly demise. Um, yeah, he was, wasn't he? And finally, um, very entry. recently, Adam being attacked in the bistro. Now, yeah. I remember watching that episode with you and, and you were very excited when you... Oh, I was like, yes! ...felt that something yes, was about yes. to happen. Yeah, I was like, oh my God, it's going to be another whodunit. They're showing us... They're showing him in this in the bar far too long. There's no need for this scene. He's gonna die. And yeah, then you saw somebody come in through the door. You yeah! saw the shady black jacket. Hit you saw the, the murder head. weapon. Hit him on the head. Yeah. So and and this this who done it has been a real focus of this past week on Coronation Street. So the fact Bayek. that they were able to keep that hidden, yet well still you know put. Um, synopses for the following week episodes out yeah jolly good job Coronation Street so it's really nice that there's been a year where there has been at least five things happen on five screen that we, we didn't necessarily see coming so um, I mean, we, we did give Kate Oates a lot of praise for doing that when she was the producer um, but you know Ian McLeod not, not, not a bad job either um, next up we have got the um, Ecky Thump Award this one was difficult to come up with five nominations for wasn't it the best fight in a year where actors can't get within two meters for each other for a good half of the year and i think most of these were yeah all of these were pre return to work so this was all recorded before uh lockdown yeah but they were broadcast during thank goodness people had fights at the beginning of the year although i mean it's not it's not just fights it's also like punches slaps kicks up the bum anything really that involves a little bit of violence from one person to another or you know it can be a whole brawl if you want to but um this... i'm surprised coronation street hasn't just enlisted the help of like projectile weapons more because you can shoot someone from any distance. There have been, you know, more Bow guns than usual in Coronation Street this year, haven't there? Who can forget Mick the Gangster? How did Slim he not get a wrong on evaluation, um, a nomination? Really sharp paper aeroplanes. All of these are ideas that they haven't used. So if you go on to our um, blog at conversationstreet.podbean.com, you can get YouTube links to view these clips. Yeah, go watch them because you might not remember all of them and you might think, oh, that one, no, I don't remember that. I'll forget that. So but actually, if you watch them all, you're like, ooh. Yeah, because we had like seven to choose from, yeah. didn't we? And we whittled them down to this five. So starting off with um, a, a scene from the 17th of January where Bernie attacks Kel in the woods. So she was catfishing him a bit, wasn't she? She pretending that she wanted she to have the... DJing lessons. Yeah. And then she jumps out of him in the woods with her uh, phone camera and they get into a bit of a scuffle. Paul's there as well. And it's a, it's a proper three-way, you know, a bit of argy-bargy on the leafy floor. Um, so that was quite a good one. Next up, um, great moment, Fizz whacking Jade with a chopping board after she, uh, she comes home. That was <laughs> just for, you know, n- novelty of... 
blunt instrument, really. That was quite cool. And I did like Fizz's reaction after she did it. She was like, a, whoops, what have <laughs> I done? <laughs> that, was, that was ace. Um, Gary and Ali, th- this was a proper, proper fight on the 11th of March this year. This was after Ali had um, kidnapped Maria, like I said before, but they, they'd had beef with each other for quite a while beforehand mm. anyway. So um, that was the fight where um, they have a bit of a... Yeah, they have words with each other and then I think is it that Al- Gary goes to walk away and then you see Ali running up with him from behind and <laughs> grabs him and they beat him down on the floor they have to get pulled apart from each other um, that was I think that was this year the 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 long the most, probably the most protracted proper fight scene that we've had so do go and watch that clip um, if you want reminding of that one um, although the 20th of April, where we had RD laying into some random teen who calls his sister a slag, was also pretty good too. Um, I mean, he's, he, RD's really of the mind that the only person who calls his sister a slag is him. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that was good. Again, he had to get punched off, uh, pulled off of him. And then along the same lines, um, Nina on the 6th of May slapped um, this other kid called Jamie in defence of Asher, who's there. I think this is the one where he's like closing his eyes and saying, "Oh yeah, I can see her. I remember what she looks like." Yeah, and then I can say, oh, there she is again. This was great because oh, Nina like actual, took her, her took her, no, that was it. Yeah, took her glove off and and she he was like, "Oh, what are you to do? Slap with the glove?" And she's like, "No." And then she punches him in the face. That's right. That's right. And she's I think that that was great. a great moment of triumph for Nina there. Um, Nina's so, just great. Nina can do no wrong at the moment. She's she's had a very great very year. solid first full year on coronation shoot for sure. Um, another category that was a little Spass. bit more difficult than usual to come up with nominations for, but we've still got our usual five, is the L.O. Love Award for Best New Couple. Um, okay, not many of them. Are any of these couples still together? The couple are. A couple of them are. But um, I, I, I think it's more, a bit more difficult remember, to, to vote on this one. Um, love burns with a bright passion that puts itself out quickly sometimes yeah and some of these were more of a dim glow really some of the lights that burn the brightest last the least amount of time if two characters got together this year it's quite likely that they found themselves with a nomination for hello love are you going to vote for a firework or are you going to vote for a candle who can they vote for Gemma would you like to read out the choices on this one Evelyn and Arthur Ah. now that's a bit of a fan favourite little couple there isn't it everyone was everyone Everyone likes the oldies together they really really work well the whole mystery around there was that we we knew from early on that something was up with Arthur didn't we and like is he sick because he got you know a secret relative somewhere yeah it turns out that he had a a secret wife who's um doesn't even remember him and and it it was similar to the uh the Paul and Leslie Kershaw story wasn't it and poor old Evelyn had to cut cut him loose until he's a uh, one day quite free. rightly so I, th- I i think probably but uh when they were together i thought that they were particularly sweet um talk about a doom- two two perf- two two very very strong and capable actors as well in that a doomed really romance good. indeed just like daniel and nikki yeah they they were they were a couple for a little bit weren't they only when he was paying her no they st- i i think he managed to get a couple of freebies it didn't last for too only, long. Only because he's got a loyalty card. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, now five Daniel, cuddles, get one free. Oh, Daniel and his um, lady of the night. Mm. Uh, Nikki, who... Uh, this was somebody who he met at a bar, wasn't it? And she pretended that she was interested in him. 
Um, well, she was interested in him. Well, she she takes him away, and then it turns out that she tries to offer. She tries to ask for money, and he's like, "Oh, I didn't realize it was like that." But she goes back, and they go back, and um, it's like, "Well, buy me dinner then." Knock boots a few more times, and not then, getting away with this for free, mate. Well, it starts off with him just wanting her to dress up as his dead wife, and then cuddle him and listen to him talk about how brilliant Bertie is. Yeah, and and every so often she'll just say. Can you say soap in that voice? Yeah. Um, but they they did become a couple for a little bit. Um, but alas, it was not to be because she got... Didn't she get a lovely job working in Linton? He gave Lydon her a load St. of Anne's? money. He gave her a load of money that he stole off Jeff. It feels like it's unresolved and we might be seeing her again next year. I don't know, but... She, she, she was working as a prostitute. Oops, sex worker. Sorry, I didn't mean to say that. Um, so I really didn't mean to say that. Um... <laughs> Don't think anybody she mind. was working and charging what was it like two hundred and fifty pounds pound a pop and she couldn't scrape together five grand to bugger off from work in it. It's not even like she wanted to buy a BNB. She wanted to work there. She needed five grand. I, you know what I think about Nikki. You might you might disagree and want to vote for her out of spite. And do you know what I would I would applaud you for that because one of the things I like a lot about the Coronation Street fandom is when we get petty and spiteful about it. <laughs> Another fun, isn't it? fairly iffy coupling this year has been Asher and Corey. A lot of like uneven sexual exploitation relationships. That was the theme of 2020. I think Corey's supposed to and be a Roman, but Asher just can't quite not. see it yet. The thing because is, he's, he's ambiguously bad he was the he? one that filmed her yeah taking her clothes like, off oh, without her permission but then to. it wasn't actually him that spread it online was it, it? Was that was a evil was lady it? yeah i can't remember it wasn't it wasn't r kelly was it i hate her i can't remember who it was um but uh yeah but since then he's he's been persistent and it's but paid off because asher he, and cory and our item much to dev's chagrin give him permission to record that's the trouble he no. recorded it without her permission yeah but she doesn't mind now because he's hot or something. And rich. What more can she need? Well, you've got a banging bod like Asher, you know, sh- share the gift. <laughs> um, Faye, I don't agree with that. Faye well. Windass and Craig Tinker are our next nominees, the best couple. Out of all of these, I mean, either these have been the, the you know, the long-time characters um, in the show. People have been thinking that this might happen for years. I mean, back when was it that Faye gave birth to Miley like five six years ago I've lost track but he's always been a special friend of hers and this year finally <laughs> they've been able to take that friendship a little bit further we've they've not seen a whole lot of them as a couple special friends as you might be told about what relationships are when you're in middle school yeah like, Craig is finally up, reaping the benefits of this friendship you a special friend <laughs> and together you grow a baby in a garden we know that they have shared a bed together because didn't he leave his phone there one time or she left us well, her phone at his house. We know but... they've got intimate knowledge of... Well, Craig does of Faye because he was there when she gave birth to Miley, so... Yeah. No, yeah. He's seen it crowded. Seen, seen it all before. Um, but we've, probably, we've not seen loads of them in the cupboard. It's probably more attractive felt... now down there. Not, I mean, it's not the best look, is it? Giving birth. <laughs> no. For your old bits. Um, it feels a little bit plotty about why they've got together because of her you know being taken advantage of by ray recently um so we haven't seen like much dating this is a, yeah this is going to be a very fraught relationship i think i don't know that i'm gonna mm. enjoy watching this i i'm not a massive fan of Faye and craig together i i so uh, you know i put my cards on the table there well i think uh, yeah, i know what you mean but i think some people 
on the other hand oh, will be like, people, oh, they're, they're really cute together and have been waiting for this for a while. I also will always vote for the outcome that the character they like wanted to happen. Mm. And mm. lots of people really like Craig. Yeah. And so when he's happy, they're happy. And that's all they care about. And finally, another flash in the pan relationship. I can't see this one getting many votes, to be fair. But there was a brief period of time in 2020 when Michael and Grace were... We're in a proper relationship together. Makes such a lovely couple. She knew that she had a secret about. Yeah, about the fact that the baby they were raising wasn't either of theirs. But yeah, for the for the briefest of brief moments, they were a couple. You never know; it might happen again. Although she's got some other problems that she has to deal with first, and she is, of course, still pregnant with his baby. So maybe that will bring them back together in twenty twenty one. Nothing fixes a relationship like a baby. Yeah, it's the solution to all relationship problems. Just have a baby. No, no further questions. Anyway, like that, not not the uh, strongest set of nominees this year. But I've, I'm. I think I've got an idea about who's going to win, but I don't know. We'll have to wait and see for that one. What have we got next? Gemma. Top lad. Best male character. Oh, we're on to the big ones. This is always a bit difficult to do because Coronet Street has got such a big cast and the focus shifts so often between different characters and, you know... How do you pick a favourite? Quite when often, all so great. and it is it to do with you know? Do we nominate our favourite characters, or do we nominate the characters who've had the biggest storylines? It's usually the latter, and that's obviously what happens in the the ma- the major awards as well. The best actor, the best actress, always just goes to you know the main characters in the big stories of the year. Yeah, but that's be- I think that that's that's because the cast is such a such a high quality. You can shove. Almost, you can put almost any character in this in the spotlight, and they will shine. Yeah. So um, this year, the acting talent is so good, and the right the writing, you know. Um, first nominee this year, we have Nick Tilsley, um, who has uh, been through the ringer. Any are Nick? He certainly has, and Ben Price continues to impress me with um, his fantastic performances. I mean, being sidelined during the Ollie story is obviously wasn't easy for Nick, and I've really, really felt for him. Um, wanting to be able to you know connect with Leanne and spend more time with this with this Ollie who he kind of sees as his own son and now he's you know wrestling with the fact that he's got a new boy just appeared out of nowhere that he needs to bond with but he doesn't want to do it in some ways because he knows it's going to make things more difficult for Leanne and doesn't have quite the level of space knowledge required no, well, yeah, but yeah, as I said, I, I'm consistently impressed with thinks, everything that Ben Price um, is given to do, dramatics-wise. I bet um, he thinks Elon Musk is something you get under the Christmas tree from Boots. <laughs> David Platt, I can't see a year when he's not going to be on this list because he is a, a Jack P. Shepherd, so fantastic actor, fan favourite character. Uh, this year he's been mostly having to deal with sinkholes no that was that crazy was a, wife. a quick quick blip the sinkhole but crazy wife and what well, starting off of the year i mean at the very beginning of the year wife was in coma wasn't she ah uh, um, sad wife so he's had to quiet. do he's had to have the dramatics what, a quiet wife is a happy life <laughs> <laughs> and we had the whole thing with him having to go to leeds and her not wanting to recognize him and he's like oh my wife i still love her but she doesn't even know who i am then they get back together which is quite cute um, and, and through all this drama, we've also had continual, you know, these dry, witty, sarcastic comments that we love David for. Jack P. Shepard is such, such an asset to this show. Absolutely. Um, but brilliant. But 
Can we have a cut of whatever pay rise you're going to give him? <laughs> Steve McDonald this year. Um, I think it might be a few years since Steve has been on the nomination list for this. Um, he he always. I remember when we started the podcast, he was always everybody's favorite character, one of the most favorite characters. And I think the character has gone off the board a little bit in recent years, but because of his role in the Ollie story where um, I think a lot of people were very impressed with Simon Gregson's performance during that, and he didn't have as much to do as Jane Danson because it was more Leanne's story than anybody else's. But I think that Steve is definitely deserving of a place on the nomination list here. Um, mm-hmm. Just for, yeah, for again, being able to, to do the drama and when he needs to and the comedy. Um, Gary Windass... Another big player in the year, been this bubbling villainous force just waiting to either screw up or claim another victim or something. I don't, I, I don't like the redemption arc of Gary Windass. I want him to just. I know. I set everything I'm, on fire. I'm very curious to see how this these latest developments. I was really this week thrilled when he turned out to be a bit of a dark horse, but you know they're about to uncover the evidence of his crimes. Mm-hmm. And finally, of course, um, the man of the year has been Jeff Metcalf. I think he's been, you know, of all the characters, he might have even appeared the most, male or female. This year has been all about Jeff and Yasmin, the um, consistent, malevolent presence right until the moment where he was um, plucked to death, as you said earlier, by uh, those angry chickens in an act of avian redemption and revenge. And, uh, I think that's a great way to sum... Redemption not the right word? No, it's great not. Great way... What do you, redemption? Yeah. Like d- dying? No, a, I said avian... Oh, revenge. Uh, revenge is what I'm looking for. <laughs> I was. I can't remember what I was going to say. Um, Jeff has... I mean, the, the fact that not many people really were into his character two and a half years ago when he first came into the show and throughout this year, he's been the one that everybody has been wanting to know what's Jeff going to do next? What's Jeff going to react... What, what's his reaction going to this to be? What's his next evil deed that he's going to do? We've seen him locking Yasmin in a box. We've seen him feeding her the chicken. We've seen her coming at her with a bread knife. All the ways that he's kind of slipped and slid and tried to get out of, um, you know, all the all the nastiness that he's been up to, trying to play the victim, his performance I've really, in really court. I really, enjoyed I know that some people so much fun to watch. Long. I really enjoyed this story. I thought it was really great important work as well now some people might not like the idea of having a villain there as a top lad nominee but I mean, we before. have we have I mean, Pat Phelan's one um, top lad for a few yeah. years I think so it could be Jeff's year I don't know let's see what people think about the other nominees Gemma as, as our current uh, resident lady as our current lady is what you really said resident lady it is only a temporary state um, I'll let you read the nominees for the top lass your people best oh, female holler to my ladies yes all the all the single women is that single married the, whatever. Um, uh, go, you go girlfriends. Yeah, who are our girlfriends? That Girl you can power. Us? Yeah, that's right. I don't know any other slogans. Is there another one? Girl boss. Burn your bras. Um. Just woman, Stanley woman. That's all you need. Who have we got as our nominees this lick year? Lick your Gemma? lipsticks, ladies, because it tastes delicious, according to Stan. Right. Leanne Battersby, she's had a tough time, isn't she? Bless her. Mm. But she's the only one this year, as we know. The only one that's had a hard time, according to her. <laughs> she has, Jane Danson, we, we've been, we, we said every time that... Yeah, this is the know, thing. Are you going never to... Su- 
Leanne has not been a likable character this year, but she's been fascinating. And mm. Jane Dance's performance has been transcendent. I think she has done one of the best jobs of ringing out consistently fresh and interesting reactions from her character and the situation that she's been put in. Always seem to go that extra extra mile every time something happened. You didn't think she had anywhere else to go with the performance. You thought she had no more tears left in her. And she just found some more right down in her little toe. Fantastic, love love that. Didn't like Leanne, but that's not the point of the of the giving the, the this award. But and, and some people, person. she's not. But some people felt sympathy for her, and some, well, some still didn't. You know, and... you can still vote for who you liked the most. You don't have to vote for Leanne. That's that's the beauty and the curse of these categories is that everybody's voting for a different reason. You might prefer to vote for Yasmin because she has had a, an, another tough time, but perhaps a bit more relatable, a bit easier to to sympathise with maybe because she's not quite as openly hostile to everybody <laughs> as Leanne oh, I no, mean, she's she, been withdrawn she's been um, yeah, she's a shell of her former self uh, uh, it's sad at the moment because she definitely has um, she's not bounced back somewhat. yet not really no it's a bit, it's a bit I th- I'm glad they're being a bit more realistic with it than perhaps mm. but I mean this year Yasmin stabbed Jeff in the neck with a broken wine bottle. So I mean, if that's, that's not enough power. to get you a vote, then I, don't, I don't know what is. We, the, the, the Spice problem... Girls would... I mean, that's what they were singing about all those years, wasn't it? Like, if your fellas annoying, stab him in the neck with a wine bottle. Favourite. Um, the thing with Number Yasmin, of course, is that since... Um, since the summer, she had quite a lengthy period where she wasn't in the show much, sticking behind bars. I know. And we saw only a few Yasmin scenes. But for those first five months of the year, she was on our screens, in our face, an awful lot. So that yeah. might... And, and because this year has, you know, the most memorable story, I would probably say, the one that's made the biggest headlines, the most headlines has been the Yasmin and Jeff one. That, that could yeah. still be enough to swing people to vote for and, Yasmin. And, and just like Leanne's story, also raising awareness of an important thing that... You know, but I I think mitochondrial disease. It's, I didn't know anything about it. I'm really glad Coronation Street tackled it, and um, we were proud to donate some of the Patreon money this this month to um, Women's Aid, Lily's the Lily oh, yeah. Foundation. Same with Yasmin's story. I think yeah. more people are affected by Yasmin's story. Mm. So so it's good because you you raise awareness of something that people perhaps should be more aware of the domestic violence and coercive control, but also some raising awareness of things a bit rarer and um, a lot more well tragic. Mm. Uh, you know, there's no real there's no real winning when you when you have a diagnosis like that, is there? No. So Yasmin, very very strong character another another fan favorite abby franklin mm-hmm. now she's always fun and feisty isn't she she's a proper good cory character she blew up ray's car this year i think yeah Loved that moment. and she made sparks fly out of a, a digger yeah she just yeah she's like cory's action woman fun. there really hasn't been a character like abby on the show ever i don't, I don't think she is a, she is a scallywag she's a tart with a heart you know she's a chav with um, good intentions or whatever but she's also a bit of an action hero and I love that about Abby mm-hmm. she's almost universally the one that you can turn to when you're in trouble she's yeah. better than some of the blokes wasn't Abby didn't, wasn't Abby the one that put the fire out yeah. at the, the Browns this year yeah, what, she's, other, what other what was the heroic well, she, thing that she, she did rescued, just recently well she rescued everybody from the factory that was in this year 
Yeah, I'm sure there was something recently that she did. I don't know. She, she's, she's great. She's always doing Love her. heroic Vivacious, things. But, I know, there's so many, you forget them. Um, we've also got Evelyn Plummer as a possible See, best female character. these are all such different characters, because now, again, an archetypal Coronation Street... Battle axe. Yeah, but for a new generation, because she, she, got, she got a mobile phone she can use. <laughs> like, Selena Sharples do that. She's... Uh, so many people... Uh, uh, more and more people are growing to love even aren't they and, and the mean, comparisons with Blanche are, are disappearing when she's a bit being more. played by such an iconic actress mm. of stage and screen in the UK she, she's a character who you can almost always rely on like it's one of these ones if it if if Evelyn's in a scene you know you're in, in, doubt, in for a good time out. yeah basically um, and apparently, I think she's just recently signed another year contract as well. So we've got a lot more Evelyn to enjoy. Surprised to hear that in twenty twenty one. The one thing I I'm always in the back of my mind worrying about with Evelyn is I don't know how long the character's going to be on the show. Don't think that Maureen Lipman needs to be in Coronation Street to pay off a port and cheese bill mm. that she has with Giles Brandreth <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. Oh, I remember as well. Do you remember this year where she got that? Um, makeover done by Claudia oh that was so precious that was lovely because Claudia the actresses yeah Ruler and uh, Maureen are flatmates aren't they yeah and I can just imagine them talking about this scene I can all, I can imagine them talking about this scene like in their spare time but I can also imagine them just not mentioning it at all to one another doing the scene and never talking about it again <laughs> because they're just consummate <laughs> professionals yeah and I also can imagine that they had a wardrobe full of silk scarves there <laughs> and they couldn't remember whose was whose um and finally Sally Metcalf who is uh, again always a bit of a fan favorite a character this year she's been involved with finding out that um that the, her marriage to Tim has been a sham all along, and she had another another wedding to him recently. No she's been on the sidelines with the the Yasmin story, hasn't she? She's she was one of the first people to you know properly stand up against or stand up to Jeff and say no, I know what you're up to, and she's had to she's had the to battle with her husband. Sally, yeah, is that she stood up to Jeff when it cost her when it was going to cost her because she knew it was the right thing. And we all like to think that we would do things like that, but the majority of us really don't. When when something is at stake, when you when you've got something to lose, it's easier to turn your head and th- make it someone else's problem. But that's not what Sally's about. Sally's about making everything her problem. Mm. And also very very funny <laughs> as well. Absolutely. But I think must surely narrowly missing out on a right left nomination. Well, yeah, this year. we really need to nominate her one year. But I mean, be, her her prime comedic era was when. Her and they were properly writing comedic stuff for her and Tim, mm. and I think that they've wanted to concentrate more on the drama with those two. Yeah, but when recently. they when they give us something snobby to do, then uh, you can always. I will else, uh. laugh. Finally, we have the That's Champion this the Award. One? This is the last one. This is our award for best storyline, hotly fought for, and we have got um, five nomination nominations. No surprises that the Jeff and Yasmin coercive control is in there. And I think, if I'm remembering rightly, that was the storyline that won last year as well, because this has been such a um, well, this lengthy has been, story. Yeah. This has been for, for a reason. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I don't think there's ever been a time where a storyline has won the Conversation Street Award two years in a row. Yeah. So this could be breaking but, new ground you know, here if some, this is a winner. Some stories you need to take your time over and develop them and, you know, set them up so it makes logical sense. Yeah. Which and is even, why the sinkhole 
storyline isn't in this category. <laughs> um, but even like in real life, coercive control can take a lot, lot longer oh, than, yeah. than the two this and a half what, years this that is this one has been I given. I kind of find a bit astound. Well, I understand. We've talked before about where do you draw the line between being realistic and being repetitive and dull and not entertaining because coronation street above all else has to be entertaining and i've been entertained you know i use that word it sounds like it sounds like i'm being disrespectful but you know when you're when you're um oh so on the edge of your seat about something and you can't wait to see what happens next that's entertainment and they've done that with this story even though it's taken two and a half years i know some people got sick of it but really these these relationships as you just alluded to, some people, you know, marry into them in a young age and die, you know, of old age, never having worked out that they were being Mm. abused their entire marriage. So aren't you glad it didn't happen like that? Very, yes, exactly. Very important story. Can it win again? I think one of its, the the biggest... um, the the biggest competition for this story will be the Oliver mitochondrial disease story, which has been another huge one in the second half of this year. It's We've already given... spoken at length about Jane Danson's wonderful performance yeah, during this. But it's this also given and um, the importance of it. The opportunity for many of the characters to have little side stories where they deal with their own emotions and grief. It's impacted on so many of the lives like they promised us. And sometimes they well, we all know this, they'll promise us the the earth and then we get a little moon and we don't even know where to put it because we've already got one <laughs> promises the earth and they give it and we get a little handful of mud yeah and you're like what are you going to grow in that <laughs> pansy so so yeah they, they promised us that this would be a, a really far-reaching and impactful story and it has been mm. because so many things have happened and so many people um ha- had a chance to sort of examine you know we got to examine the the story from lots of different perspectives is what i'm trying to say even down to watching like emma simon and amy have that scene where they talked about what they thought that you hated but um you know from the big from the big stuff like nick and leanne splitting up all the way down to that little chat between the children of a family Mm. talking about their grief really just a study of of what happens to your family when something like this takes place yeah, very brave for coronation street to kill off a child character i'm sure that wasn't they a decision should, that was made lightly either should do it more often <laughs> then out then out the unnecessary ones at the bottom there's a few quads going up against that, the coercive control and the mitochondrial disease story we have the ashes story which i think a lot of people really enjoyed earlier this year this um, resonated topical. with lots of viewers i'm sure where see, she has see, her private photos spread online there's, the, there's a difference between an issues-based storyline and a topical based storyline that's an issues-based storyline as well and Coronation Street doesn't always do that well with the topical things because it feels like they go, they, you know, they go stand outside a school and listen to children talking to try to understand them. But this one, I think, was done really well. And yeah. I heard from, from people of an age of the similar to Asha who've said that they thought that this was well done mm. and that doesn't always happen on Coronation Street. So they've handled this really well. Yeah. And this has also led into... The, the Allahans, although they're still, you know, they're still bubbling under, but they, they've really got a potential to take 2021 by storm. Jimmy Harkishan has shown time and time again, I felt this year, that he's great dramatic actor. He, he can be silly with a comedy, but when he's had to this year show his 
desperation over not being able to know what to do when raising this you know teenage daughter well, yeah, who the, is and the frustration slow, as well, is becoming like, an adult quicker than he ever imagined yeah i'm doing i'm trying to do everything everything i do is for you but you won't listen and you don't believe me and i, I still have doubt about mm. whether i'm doing the right thing because i you know when when you're before you have children when you're younger you imagine what it would be like but you picture that the child growing up in the childhood that you had and you think i won't make that mistake i won't do this that and the other thing but when you have kids you've got a completely new set of challenges Mm. that you never thought you would have and the internet has posed so many complicated challenges for parents who have to try to help their children through this minefield of of sharing information on an unprecedented scale and also being bullied and attacked for things on the internet. Mm. It's baffling. And then we've also had Ardy being the, the side character in this as well. Seeing yeah. Even though a this has been happening supporting. to his sister, yeah. how it's re- affected him and he's felt, you know, sidelined in and favour of his sister. And also resentful of his dad for spending time and yeah. effort and resentful of his sister for getting herself in a situation that he felt that she was being, you know, well, like, protected. This is the kind of the weird the weird like dichotomy that kind of I, I feel like I only vaguely understand of male relations where they they're protective but they're also very judgmental of the sexual escapades of their female relatives because they don't want to think of them like that and they get really possessive mm. and it's very very fraught and complicated and I think that um Adam Hussein has managed to really capture that yeah, really effectively. Yeah, me too. Uh, 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 not a, as big a story as the other two, but still something that I very much enjoyed. Looking forward to the scenes of when the story was. Yeah, running. I really enjoyed it because because it, yeah because it, it's talking about something that I've often thought and wondered about, but mm. never really have known anybody who yeah. had been you know apart from um, old Jennifer Lawrence. Next up, we've she's got not really a the close friend of mine. Ray plotting down to knock half the street story, which is still ongoing. I was expecting it to. Um, to climax in the 60th anniversary week um, and it felt like you know had the world been different um, this year this might have end- this story might have had you know it might have ended differently in any other year somebody threatening to demolish half of the street would have been a bigger deal than it was yeah it didn't it didn't do so well on the actual anniversary week but I, I, I did like how there being little clues dropped in throughout the year I love it when Coronation Street I really street wonder whether they were mad at themselves for putting those plans on because I don't think anyone would have had any inkling what he was up to and I don't I don't know that they thought that people would bother to pause it because <laughs> that was back in january february yeah. time or something wasn't it that one of our listeners daniel, pointed yeah. out that daniel had uh, accidentally just skimmed past ray's plans but it's, it's been fun it's been you know big big villain i still i'm hoping the street. that something dramatic will happen but again coronation street hasn't in my opinion worked with what worked with the situation that they're in 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 that you're going to know if Ray knocks the street down about six weeks before he does it because everybody can look into the set. Yeah, that's, been, the, that's been one of the problems with this, hasn't it? It's, for it's, sure. a, it's, a, it's a downside of, 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 the, of the circumstances that they're in and they have to work, you, you know, you, you can't make a plot about will they, won't they, when you know they can't. Mm-hmm. Um, and finally, we've got um, Daniel's continued grief over Sinead as our fifth nomination. I this love year. it when Daniel gets sad about Sinead and mopes no, about don't. and uh, cries and 
and moans and bitches about it and I think there should be more scenes of him looking You're sad. so heartless, Gemma. And I want him to gaze at the baby and, and cry and cry and cry. This is this is a situation that lots of viewers will have been through, losing loved ones, oh, spouses, uh, parents, grandparents, Heartless friends, am, yeah. whatever. Yeah, so in real sh- life, when somebody also, if I know somebody who goes through this, I'm like, just get over it, you're boring now, <laughs> stop crying. God, it God. was last week, I mean... Well, people with more of a heart than you, Gemma, might have resonated with this one and uh, <laughs> enjoyed... Um, watching Daniel as he battles to um, you know, cut get, Sinead out of his life, underway. get over Sinead. And we did have Katie McGlynn making I a few was... surprise, surprise appearances, didn't we? I was I was more okay with this story before he dressed up a, a sex worker in a cardigan. But that was something that when we watched it, it was like, oh, this is this is weird. And this I remember, is weird. <laughs> I remember watching it thinking, is this okay? Are we supposed to find what he's doing natural part of the grieving process or are we supposed to find I this odd and it, it, be, it became a bit of a talking point which is why I think it's important yeah. that it's got a nomination yeah, this it's, year it's good to get it's, there, he's a major character it's important but they dropped they dropped one of the big points that I thought I was waiting for them to address which was where did the money come from and how does he pay for this because he mentioned he put it on his credit card I wonder whether this will come up I hope so because he, if he put it on an upset interest, oh, was he fleecing Ken or something? Well, he well, It seemed like he was, but if he put it, I mean, it is possible theoretically that this could come up later because if yeah. he managed to get himself a one a zero percent interest credit card, and the year runs out, I know this sounds boring and stupid, but it is a fact that if he if he's just been paying off the minimum and then suddenly he get he gets a massive bill of ten grand that he's got to pay off every month he's going to struggle he's and it would be find a loan shark it would be a realistic storyline because this happens mm, mm. Um, but you know all, all the stuff with Bethany I thought was kind of interesting when he proposes to Bethany and calls her I don't Sinead, even remember and... that Bethany was in it this yeah year. She, she left fairly early on in the year didn't she but anyway those are our contenders for that's champion and that is it for all of our award nominations for 2020. So you now have got, if you haven't done it already, and I'm sure a lot of you have, you've now got about a week or so, if you're listening to this when we release it, to get online, find the link. We're not going to close it. Give us your your votes. On Boxing Day, are we? That's when we usually do, around about Christmas Day, Boxing Day-ish, but we'll extend it a little bit longer because we'll probably end up recording this to go out in two weeks' time, maybe, the winners. So... Is this we're giving people ample warning? It'll be all right. We'll, we'll hopefully have the uh, the winners around yeah around New Year ish, and we're yes. not allowed to go out in New Year anyway. I don't know, are we? So oh, like we normally do. <laughs> Thank you for listening, everybody. I hope that um, our discussion about this has I don't know has it changed your mind about anything? Has it rekindled any memories that you'd forgotten about the year? Has it or made has you it... rethink what you thought you were going to vote for anyway? Or like I said before, are you going to vote for something that I don't like out of spite to, yeah. to get me back? And I'm sure, as always, there'll be people listening that says, I can't believe that such and such hasn't got a nomination. Am I being deliberately provocative? It's just very like hard coming up Morgan with nominations. It's very difficult coming up with five people and, been, and having to cut out other ones, isn't it? But it's called editing, Michael, someone has and it's to a do job. It. I don't know what that is. Right. We are, we are, I think we're going to stop now. Go and vote, everybody, Go if you haven't voted. Exercise your democratic you right to, to... And then keep your fingers crossed for the next two weeks. I bet you can't. I bet you can't as well. Can't eat Christmas dinner with fingers crossed. <laughs> or can you? Challenge. <laughs>
Thanks for listening, Send us everybody. Send a picture Goodbye. of you eating your Christmas dinner with your fingers crossed. Please, I also want to see what you're eating. Bye. Music for this episode came from podcasttheme.com. Bye.